You're listening to Clearing the Haze, episode number 13, CBD, what the dealers hope you don't know. Welcome to this week's episode of Clearing the Haze. I'm your host, Chuck Marting, and what we're talking about is CBD, what its dealers hope you don't know. You know, there's been a big concern, and, and a big concern of mine from what I'm seeing, and I, and I think most of you have probably seen the same thing, and that's the rapid growth of the CBD industry with little to no scientific evidence or results to any of the claims that we're seeing. I kind of started laughing a little bit this week when I was thinking about this topic because I was thinking about marijuana and my first time ever hearing about it. And I was with my cousins at the time and I was just a little kid. I was probably in second or third grade at that time. And my introduction to this was in listening to Cheech and Chong because my older cousins were listening to it. And I didn't understand at that time anything that they were talking about other than it was supposed to be funny. And so I was laughing with them. But I thought it was pretty interesting that later on, my father was so upset that my cousins had exposed me to that and that they had introduced that to me and thought it was okay at that point. And as I was thinking about that even more, I'm thinking about when I was growing up in high school and even in the early years of my marriage with my wife, society in general, when we thought about people that smoked or used marijuana or any of those things, you typically started thinking about the quote-unquote stoners. You know, I was thinking about Fast Times at Ridgemont High with Spicoli, I was thinking about other things, Cheech and Chong, and some of the movies that are out with them, and how we used to look at those type of people, and we profiled them, and yeah, I'm going to say profile, because that's what we did. Those type of people, we thought, were stoners. They were losers. They were people that just sat around, smoked, got high, ate moon pies, and drank Slurpees. You know, in fact, it used to be the running joke when I was on graveyards that if you walked into a 7-Eleven and if you saw a guy grabbing a Slurpee and a Moon Pie, you knew they were high and you were going to get watched. And nine times out of ten, I got to tell you the truth, when you start looking at those people, we did end up pulling them over for impaired driving and guess what? They were high and most of the time it was because of marijuana. So there is some truth to some of the legends and some of the things that you hear. But this was just some of the things that I've thought about. You know, we've legitimized this substance and turned it into a miracle drug. I mean, we had a special edition of Newsweek. You're talking about a magazine when I was growing up as a kid that my grandparents and my parents and others looked to thinking that this was a magazine that would give you the truth about things that are out there in the world. And Newsweek comes out with a special edition that was put out on September 14th, 2019 that was called the Ultimate CBD Handbook, Your Complete Guide to the Miracle-Changing Modern Medicine. And guess who the introduction was done by? None other than Tommy Chung. So now we got Tommy being the authority everything marijuana and CBD. 
And whoever would thought that they would ever refer to Tommy Chong as the leading expert in this and somebody that would be leading off an article in Newsweek on a special edition of a substance derived from the marijuana plant, from the hemp plant, which is the same family, okay? So I started thinking about this a little bit earlier over the Thanksgiving week. And the main reason was that there were two articles that came out, and you didn't hear anything in the news about it. It was on the Internet in certain places if you were looking for it, like me, because of the industry that I'm in. It concerns me. I've seen my own clients, people that are claiming that CBD has actually caused them to fail their drug tests, and now they're having to go through an SAP or a substance abuse program. And it's kind of concerning hearing the stories that they've had. And I'll share a few of those stories with you as we go along with this. But I want to share both of the headlines that were released just this last week regarding CBD. The first one was released on November 25th, 2019 by the FDA. And the heading was, FDA warns 15 companies for illegally selling various products containing cannabidol as agency detail safety concerns. The violations included marketing unapproved, new human and animal drugs, selling CBD products as dietary supplements, and adding CBD to human and animal food. Holy cow. Now we got to worry about the foods that we're getting because we got people out there thinking that it's this miracle drug that everybody has to have. And so now they're feeding it to animals that are then being used for products that we use. We're talking meat, eggs, dairy, things like that. So now you as a consumer could unknowingly be participating in taking this substance because of the consumer products that you're buying and that nobody is warning us about this or telling us that this substance has been given to either these animals that we are eating or the products, the byproducts that come from them, eggs, milk, things like that. That scares the heck out of me that we do not know what the heck this stuff is coming in now. I mean, think about it. How scary is that? The second article that just came out on November 30th, so two days ago at the time of this broadcast being recorded, uh, it says CBD has the potential to harm you. FDA warns consumers. And that was published, like I said, on November 30th. So what I wanted to do is I want to share some of the experiences that I've had so far with individuals that are using CBD and some of the things that we have come across. And I wanted to go over these articles with you really quick because, like I said, nobody has put anything out over them and warned us like the FDA is hoping to warn us because it's not getting any leadway. So... Here on Clearing the Haze, we're going to give you a little background on that. We're also going to have a link to both of these articles in the show notes when you go to it. 
and you'll be able to read these articles for yourself. And a lot of the stuff that's in them, I'm going to be going over, and I'm just going to kind of synopsize some of it. But this is stuff that we've got to know and things that we've got to get out to the public so they understand that the things that are being told about this substance are false. And then now you have not only the FDA, but you have the Attorney General of the United States that's coming out and calling this substance the modern-day snake oil. That in and of itself should scare you. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that have the conspiracy theories saying, oh, they're just saying that because they want to be able to control it and they want to be able to get the money from it. Believe me, either way, the government is still getting their money from this. It's being taxed. They're still getting money from it, okay? So that argument in itself doesn't hold water, all right? It just isn't true. The bottom line is that this stuff came out on the market so fast and so quickly, I don't think the FDA even knew that it was going to get as big as it has as fast as it did. And that's what's scary about this substance. What really scares me is not only are we giving it to the communities and the people that we have in our communities, but we're giving it to kids. We have individuals that are giving it to their pets. We're not talking somebody that's a veterinarian. We're talking about somebody going to the pet store or wherever they're getting this and deciding that Fluffy is not happy and is depressed, and so we need to give him CBD. So they do it without the guidance of a doctor or a veterinarian. What about humans? We have people that are being self-diagnosed. A lot of times going into these people that are not doctors, who are not even practitioners, but people that are self-educated that think that they know what this substance can do and how it's going to work for you. For example, if I were to take my father who has Parkinson's disease into the CBD shop, and if I was to tell them, hey, my father has Parkinson's disease, it's causing him all kinds of discomfort, we're looking to give him some CBD, they're going to recommend certain products to us for the Parkinson's disease that my father has. So tell me, are they diagnosing somebody and giving them something for a condition under the pretense that it is a health supplement? I mean, you need to judge that yourselves. But for me, that's somebody that is uneducated, who isn't knowledgeable about medicine in and of itself. And what's really scary is we're going to talk about CBD. They don't even know the dosage to recommend to people. A lot of times when you're looking not only in the Newsweek article, which is supposed to be the ultimate CBD handbook, and also talking to other people that are currently using CBD, they'll tell you that they'll tell people, well, if you're using the elixir, put so many drops under your tongue. And if you don't have any reaction to it, if it's not working, then take a little bit more until you get to that level that it starts working for you. What the heck is that? Okay? Also, when you're consuming these products that are coming out, how much are you supposed to be taking of this? Are we seeing this with the edibles with marijuana, where we have individuals 
they will take the candy bar and they'll eat a couple squares and they don't have the effect that they thought they were going to have. So they think that they've built up a tolerance. So they start eating a little bit more. Nothing happens. And so they go, huh, I'm immune to it. So they end up taking the whole candy bar and eating it. Now they've overdosed with that particular product. And we've seen the results of that with people that have harmed themselves, had hallucinations, things like that. All that is documented. All that is out there. And we're seeing the same thing with CBD. People are taking this without understanding what the reaction is going to be from taking it. They're hoping that it's going to curve whatever illness or whatever problem that they're having and give them the relief that they want. But even then, we're not sure. So this product is giving false hope to a lot of people out there. So the biggest thing that was in this article was that the FDA is concerned that people may mistakenly believe that trying CBD isn't going to hurt them. But they wanted all of us to be clear that they have seen only limited data about CBD safety. And all the data that they've seen so far points to the real risks that need to be considered. And we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But as part of that review that they did, they also talked about the approval process for the only prescription drug that's available right now that contains CBD, and that's Epidiolox. And they said that they determined that the risks out were outweighed by the benefits of the approved drug for the particular population for which it was intended. And that was for a couple of forms of epilepsy that were mainly seen with adolescents or children. And so that's what it was approved for. And we're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a little bit. But the FDA is actively working to learn more about the safety of CBD and also the products. And they included the risks that we're going to talk about here. The first that they talked about was cumulative exposure. So cumulative exposure to CBD, if people access it across, you know, a broad range of consumer products, for example, what happens if you eat food with CBD in it, or you use CBD-infused skin creams, or you take other CBD-based products on the same day as you took those, is there going to be a reaction or a counter-reaction because of that? How much CBD is absorbed from your skin cream? What if you use these products on a daily basis? What about a weekly or even a monthly? Or you continually use them without stopping? They also talked about special populations. Now, when they're talking about special populations of people, they're talking with about those individuals within our society that are susceptible to harm from taking things like this. So we're talking about the elderly, we're talking about children, we're talking about adolescents. Um, they're even talking about pregnant women that may be using these medications as well. So that is an area that they're really focusing on too, is the special populations. This is the one that really kind of scares me <laughs> the most, and that is CBD in animals. They're saying that the safety of CBD use in pets or other animals, including they're, they're just not considering things such as the species, the breed, or class, and the safety 
of resulting human food products. We're talking about the meat that we eat, the milk we drink, the eggs that we cook, or other types of food-producing species that are being given CBD because they feel that it's going to enhance or help the population of individuals that are consuming this product. Cannabidol or CBD is a compound that is derived from the cannabis plant, and it's believed to be non-intoxicating. Again, believed to be. The FDA in its article also talks about the proliferation of CBD that's found in drinks, in cosmetics, foods, and many other consumer products, even in states where marijuana is not recreationally or medically legal, included being sold in major retail change. And it says that it's so alarming that this is happening right now with very little oversight or legalization of them to be able to do it. And what I mean by the legalization of that is that right now, federally, CBD is still considered a Schedule One drug because there has not been enough studies or anything that has been accumulated yet to tell them that it can be used as a medicine other than what they've done so far with Epidiolox. So there's further consideration, like they said earlier in their article, that they are doing studies, that they're looking at the safety risks and everything else that are being done. But as of right now, there isn't anything that's telling them that it's safe to be in foods or other consumer goods that are being consumed by the general population. So what's really interesting is that later on in this article that was released earlier in this, in the warning that was given out, is that the FDA updated its summer warning to consumers with even stronger language than they had previously. And in it, they included a warning to all Americans that CBD has the potential to harm you, and harm can happen even before you become aware of it. That is, <laughs> that is extremely scary to me, that basically what they're saying is that they don't know what's going to happen to you if you take this. They have no idea what the long-term effects are going to be or what could happen to you as a result of your consumption of this substance. They added in that article that based on a lack of scientific information, the, leg the regulatory, which was the FDA, could not conclude that CBD is generally recognized as safe among qualified experts for use in human and animal food. They talked about in that article some of the safety things for health that they're worried about based on the studies that they had with Epidiolox, and that was that you can have liver injury from taking this substance. It can affect other drugs, and when combined with alcohol or even other types of medications like depressants, it can increase the risk of sedation or drowsiness in individuals. So when you have somebody that's taking these things and they go to work, they could actually cause a post-accident or could hurt somebody as a result of their consumption of CBD, mixing it with other medications. Some of the other potential side effects that they saw was not only drowsiness, but gastrointestinal distress and changes in mood of the individual taking CBD. They also talked about that there were many other aspects of CBD that remain unknown. 
And what they talked about there was the effects of taking CBD daily for extended periods of time. What the end results are going to be on not only the development of the brain or how it interacts with herbs or other biotanicals that individuals are taking, vitamins, things like that. They said there's a number of questions regarding CBD safety and there are real risks that need to be considered. There's significant interest in CBD and the FDA is urging groups that are wanting to have it legalized and to bring it to market to fill in those knowledge gaps with the science, safety, and the quality of many of these products. When I hear this and I read this, I thought about one of our clients who took CBD himself. And the question that he, or the story that he told me was that one of his friends was selling CBD, that they have a product line that they were, that they were selling to people. And he had been approached by this individual on how he should be taking this to take care of his back pain and things like that. And so this client said that he went over to this individual's home and while he was there, he's watching the dog and the person that's selling this says, hey, look, you know, we've been giving it to the dog, and you know how he's been gimping around? Well, look at him now. And he said the dog was running around like a little puppy and everything, and he said, well, Chuck, I looked at the dog and said, well, hell, if it works for the dog, why not take it myself? And so that's what he did. Well, he got selected for a random drug test and came back positive for THC. And he swears up and down that it's because of the CBD use that he he was having at that time, that he doesn't take, quote-unquote, any marijuana. And so he couldn't understand why this came back when it was supposed to be 100% THC-free. But we looked at the insert that this product came with, and when you think about it being uh, THC-free, you got to think of it like I explained to him, the same way that you would look at decaffeinated coffee. It still has trace amounts of caffeine in it. This product is the same, and the insert said the same thing, that there could be trace amounts of THC in the product. Now, how much you used over a period of time and how often you used it is going to be dependent on how your body absorbs it and how it's going to show up in your body. So there's no knowing you know, how much is he supposed to take? How long is he supposed to take it? And if it's going to come back positive, well, it did come back positive. And when you talk to or you listen to some of the doctors that have looked into this so far, that is one of the things that they're saying is that they have no idea how much the threshold's going to be or the cutoff is going to be for an individual consuming CBD for any number of medical reasons or other reasons that they may be taking it for health, vitality, things like that. And we're seeing other reports of individuals with similar stories as my client that are saying, hey, look, the only thing that I was taking was CBD. It wasn't supposed to cause me to have a positive drug test, but I did. And I only took CBD. And guys, they're bringing in the bottles and bringing this stuff in saying, this is what I took. And you have to explain to them, look, THC is THC is THC. The lab cannot differentiate right now the difference between marijuana THC and CBD THC because it's THC. And the other thing is, and I hate to say it, but how do you truly know 
if the individual didn't have an edible or didn't self-medicate with medical marijuana or with recreational marijuana. And they're saying it's because of this hoping that because you're finding it out in the public and because it's quote-unquote legal, that it's going to make it okay that they came back positive and that the MRO is going to say, oh, okay, it was CBD that you took. All right, we'll go ahead and waive this. That is not what's happening here. What they don't understand is that this is still looked at as a Schedule One drug. And that's what's getting a lot of people into a lot of trouble here with this product. And I've got to tell you, one of the things that's most alarming to me right now that's kind of flying under the radar is that there are cannabis companies that have been trying to break into the CBD market because of the potential it has for them to enter into states where medical marijuana or recreational sales of marijuana are not legal yet, but because of the farm bill that was passed legalizing hemp and now CBD, that they can come in to this industry and use it as a catalyst to get them into these places prior to medical marijuana or recreational marijuana being adapted or put into law, making it legal. They can go ahead and sit up shop and quote-unquote wait for it to happen. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, we were talking about the FDA and that they had sent out warning letters to 15 companies for illegally selling products containing cannabidiol in ways that violate the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. And the FDA also published a revised consumer update detailing safety concerns that they had. And based on the lack of scientific information supporting the safety of CBD and food, the FDA is indicating that it cannot conclude that CBD is generally recognized as being safe among qualified experts for its use in human or animal food. And the quote that they had in the article was, as we work quickly to further clarify our regulatory approach for products containing cannabis and cannabis-derived compounds like CBD, we'll continue to monitor the marketplace and take action as needed against companies that violate the law in ways that raise a variety of public health concerns. They said that in line with their mission to protect the public, foster innovation, and promote consumer confidence, that this overreaching approach regarding CBD is the same that the FDA would take with any other substance that was regulated. The FDA Deputy Commissioner, Amy Urbanethi, I hope I pronounced her last name right. If I didn't, I apologize. (laughs) Um, She said, we remain concerned that some people wrongly think that the maraud of CBD products on the market, many of which are illegal, have been evaluated by the FDA and determined to be safe, or that trying CBD can't hurt you. Aside from one prescription drug approved to treat two pediatric epilepsy disorders, these products have not been approved by the FDA And we want to be clear that a number of questions remain regarding CBD safety, including reports of products containing containing contaminants such as pesticides and heavy metals, 
and there are real risks that need to be considered. We recognize the significance of public interest in CBD, and we must work together with stakeholders and industries to fill the knowledge gaps about the science, safety, and quality of many of these products. There are many unanswered questions and data gaps about CBD's toxicity that exist, and some of the available data raises serious concerns about potential harm from CBD from consumer use. And what they're talking about there is also that under the FD&C Act, okay, the Federal Drug and Cosmetic Act, if any product intended to treat a disease or otherwise have a therapeutic or medicinal use, and any product other than a food that is intended to affect the structure or function of body of humans or animals is considered a drug. And the FDA has not approved any CBD products other than the one prescription to treat rare severe forms of epilepsy, and there is very limited information for other marketed CBD products which likely differ in their composition from the FDA-approved product that have not been evaluated for potential adverse effects on the body. So unlike other drugs that have been approved by the FDA, there has been no FDA evaluation of whether these unapproved products are effective for their intended use or what the proper dosage might be or how they could interact with other FDA-approved drugs or whether there are any dangerous side effects or other safety concerns that need to be considered. I mean, let's think about it. If we were to walk through a park and you saw a Subway sandwich sitting on a bench and a Coca-Cola and they're sitting there and there's nobody around and nobody's even touched them or it doesn't look like anybody's touched it, would you eat it? Would you drink it? Most people would say no. And then when you ask them why, they're going to say, well, I don't know what's in it. I don't know what could happen. But we have a large segment of this population that is taking these CBD products by the gallon, okay? They're using this stuff like it's going out of style because there are people that are telling them that it is going to do certain things for them, and it's giving people hope. And when people have hope, or if they have the inclination that something is going to help them overcome the pain or the depression or other illnesses that they're experiencing, if there's hope that any of that can be alleviated or cause it to go away, they're going to use it. They're going to try it. And that's what we're seeing with CBD right now. You know, we talked about the products, we talked about the consumer goods, but there's also other questions that come up regarding the f manufacturing process. So a lot of people do not understand that right now there is no approved manufacturing process for CBD drug products, and it has been subject to FDA review as part of the human or animal drug approval process. It has to be part of that. So what they're saying is, is understand that they don't even know how these people are processing this stuff. If it's even doing what these companies are saying that it does and whether or not the products that they have out there actually contain the ingredients that their manufacturers say that they do. One of the 
biggest concerns that the FDA had was that consumers may, might be putting off getting important medical care, such as a proper diagnosis by a doctor or even treatment from a doctor due to the unsubstantiated claims associated with CBD use and products. You know, for that reason, it's important that consumers talk to their healthcare professional, to their doctor, about the best way to treat a disease or condition which may exist and what their approved treatment options might be. And if a doctor says CBD, then I would hope that they would have some sort of data or something that would go along with that recommendation. But as of right now, and with what the FDA is putting out, there is no such data available that would cause a doctor to say, you need to take this as a medicine. If anything, doctors are going off of the same thing that consumers are, word of mouth by other individuals who claim that they used it or know somebody that used it and it did this or that for them. One of the things that really interested me when I read both of these articles, and you can see for yourself when you look at them, is that CBD products cannot be dietary supplements because they do not meet the definition of a dietary supplement of, under the FD&C Act. One product outlined in a warning letter to Apex Hemp Oil LLC is intended for food-producing animals. The agency or the FDA remains concerned about the safety of human food products meat, milk, eggs, things that we were talking about earlier, from animals that consume CBD is there is a lack of data establishing safe CBD residue levels or how much CBD can be in a product at a safe level that doesn't cause problems for individual consumption when they take it, like they were talking about earlier, being drowsy, maybe having an intoxicated effect, they don't know at this point what is going to happen and at what levels with individuals that consume this product. Some of the biggest takeaways that I had from reading both of these articles and what I'm bringing to you today is all the misleading, unproven, or even false claims that are associated with CBD products that have led consumers to put off getting important medical care. A lot of it is in them getting a proper diagnosis from a doctor or even treatment for the conditions that they're having. And for some reason, these individuals are not talking to their doctor about the best way to treat these conditions with available FDA-approved treatment options. You know, drugs that have been established for that specific condition. So there's a lot of safety risks and unproven claims and the quality of many of these CBD products that we're talking about have been in question. And the FDA is concerned that a lack of appropriate processing controls, you know, and practices have had chemical contaminants in it. Cannabinoid compounds have been found in some of these products. And they've even found some that contain levels of CBD that are higher than what are claimed on the label or even could be even lower that was on the label or not even at all in the product that was claiming to contain CBD. So understand that just because the label is saying that it's there, 
they're saying that what they're seeing right now with these products is that a lot of times it's misleading. Consumers are being misled as to what the contents are of the products that they're buying that are CBD-based. So with that, the FDA is saying that they're making this their top priority. And it's mainly to protect the public's health. And the priorities include making sure that consumers know about the products that put their health and their safety at the greatest risk. And claims that prevent people from getting the appropriate diagnosis for their condition or their disease. Some of the more alarming things that CBD companies have been putting out on their websites and those that receive these warning letters were for diagnosis or treatments for um, serious diseases like cancer, that it's going to cure cancer, or that Alzheimer's disease can be treated with this, that psychiatric disorders or even diabetes can be controlled with CBD without any substantiated studies that prove that these things do happen or can happen with CBD. I know of this on a first-hand basis. We have a publication here in Colorado called The Fence Post, and they had covered an article with a farmer who was getting ready to produce these products, the CBD out on his farm, and they were talking about how this is going to change the farming industry. And in this article, this individual had stated that CBD has been shown to cure cancer, that it can help with diabetes, and made all these medical claims. And so what I did was I contacted the editor of the publication, and I told him that I teach and I talk to people about this all the time. And I wanted to know if they could share the data that they had that would show me these studies that they were quoting, that it does all these things, because I, I haven't seen this. And so the editor said, sure, no problem, I'll contact these guys. They called me back 20 minutes later, and they said, yeah, we don't have any of that. It's all through third party or other sources that cannot be verified at this point. And so they said, because of that, we're going to issue a disclaimer in the next issue of the fence post and I said well I'm glad that you're doing that hopefully we can figure this out because this is something that you just told hundreds of people if not thousands that this substance is going to cure this or cure a certain condition without any evidence that it does exactly what you're saying it does in this publication so when they came out with the disclaimer in the next ep in the next issue of the fence post it was a little blurb that said basically what we just talked about, that none of these conditions have been shown or could be substantiated that CBD cured or caused them to be taken care of medically by taking this. So it wasn't even a really big article, and I, I guarantee you that people skimmed right over it, didn't even see it there, because I barely found it when I was looking for it in that issue of the fence post. We talked a little bit about how not only CBD is being produced for human consumption, but also for animals and pets. And the FDA has made it very clear that they have not approved CBD for any use in animals and that their biggest concern regarding CBD products was that 
It has unproven medical claims and of unknown quality equally apply to both the CBD market and for animals. And the FDA recommends that pet owners talk with their veterinarians. What a concept about appropriate treatment options for their pets. That is what just kills me is that most people, when you talk to them, and I even know individuals, and I'm sure that you do, their pets are treated better than members of their own family or even their kids in some cases. And yet they'll go out and get something like this and give it to their pets. It amazes me that these same individuals wouldn't give certain things to their dog or cat like chocolate or something like that because of the dangers that the vets have told them that that would cause by giving that to those pets. But yet they don't even go to the individual that they would seek normally to give them a diagnosis for their pet. They're going to some guy or some gal in a dispensary or at a CBD shop that is formulated or even go on the Internet. There are all these different companies that are selling foods and products specifically for animals. In fact, there was an article that was written not too long ago, and I don't have it in front of me right now to be able to give you the name or the date of that article, but I can synopsize with you real quick that in that article, it was talking about how just in the pet industry that CBD is going to be a multi-million, if not billion-dollar industry because of how individuals feel about their pets and how they want to take care of them and they want them to be able to have extended life and to be able to get rid of these diseases and other ailments that cause their animals to have shortened lives or they have a slowed down life because of things that are occurring in the animal at that point these individuals are trying to find ways of taking care of their pets, just like a concerned parent would be trying to take care of their kids. The bottom line is that the FDA is stating that their top priority is the public health, and they're taking steps to try and take care of us at this point as far as a nation in ensuring that the products that we're consuming, the things that are out there, do exactly what they say they do, and that they can be trusted. The way that the FDA concluded their articles that were released was in saying that our consumer update includes a practical summary of what we know to this date. As we learn more, our goal is to update you with the information you need to make informed choices about CBD products. Also, as the regulatory pathways are clarified, we will take care to inform all stakeholders as quickly as possible. As you can tell, I am pretty passionate about this because I'm seeing this substance destroy lives. I'm seeing it creep into our communities and more and more individuals are taking this substance thinking that it's going to cure everything. Look, even if you look at the ultimate CBD handbook that was put out by Newsweek, as you read the articles, and a lot of them are talking about how it can be used for treating Crohn's disease, um, inflammation, talking about the autoimmune diseases that it can help treat, also anxiety, 
uh, epilepsy. I mean, the list goes on. As you read the articles that are in there, they're not able to give you a certain amount of CBD that you should take. None of them are saying that it cures it totally or it takes care of it totally, but that it helps. In the studies that we've seen so far, there hasn't been anything that says that it gives total relief. There's nothing that says that it cures cancer, nothing that says it cures diseases. Even in the one prescription that's been released, in the study that was released when they were doing it, they had one individual that was experiencing 30 seizures a day, was an adolescent, and by taking this medication, it lessened them down to 15, 10 to 15 seizures a day. So the FDA said, for the greater good, this is what we can do. So even the medication isn't curing it. In fact, there's a big fat disclaimer on this medication that says that by first time use that it can cause potential liver damage to the user. So what's the bottom line with this? Where are we going with this? It's a concern right now that all of us should be looking at and how it's being marketed to everyone within the workplace, within our own families, heck, even our own pets. This stuff has had a far-reaching, rapid rate of growth among our population with unproven, unsubstantiated claims of what exactly it says it does. Now, what do we do? I can tell you the best thing that you can do is educate yourself on this substance, CBD. Talk to your employers. Let them know what you have learned about this product. There is so much confusion in the workplace right now, it is not even funny. I've been doing presentations on CBD for a couple of months now, and it's amazing to me the number of individuals that come up to me and they say, this is the product that I'm taking. Whether it's lotions, whether it's supplements, whether it's food, the list goes on and on with this. And it, it truly amazes me that we as a society, with all the different things that we have, how readily we are looking to someone else's word on what something does instead of going to the appropriate channels, such as a doctor or a specialist, to get a right diagnosis on whether or not this stuff is going to work. It scares me. This stuff is everywhere. And I just got into a discussion with a group of individuals that were here from out of state that were failing their drug tests, and they were saying it was because of CBD. And their confusion was, you can buy this anywhere. At the grocery store, you can buy it at, at your major retailer. You know, so why is it illegal? Why are we being punished for this? What I'm seeing is individuals taking the meaning of illegal, and when we make it legal, they no longer have the concept that this substance is a drug anymore. It's now a substance that's not going to hurt me, so it's no longer a drug, so why are we testing for it? I even had these same individuals, when I was talking to them about alcohol, 
tell me that alcohol is not a drug. I almost was floored. <laughs> but I'm not surprised because there's so much confusion, but it was based on the same perception that because it's legal, because I can go buy it, it's no longer a drug. So our education has got to be there with these individuals and helping them to understand that just because you can go buy this from your friends or because there's a distributor up the street or because we're seeing this stuff pop up faster than we are Starbucks right now, it doesn't mean that it's safe for consumption and that there's warnings out there telling us to hold on. I predict... And I think what we're going to see, and I've told this to a number of people, is that we're going to see in the next few years, we're going to see reactions from long-term use of CBD or products in situations where individuals have taken this and then they've had a certain result where they're going to come back and they're going to sue the states and they're going to sue the government and they're going to sue the manufacturers for not protecting them and warning them because we're so willing to have relief now. That's the danger of living in a society where we can get things instantly. You can get gratification instantly in the society that we live in. And so it makes sense to individuals that why can't we have medication that takes care of my situation and my circumstance instantly. It's something to think about. You know, I hope that this episode of clearing the haze has been educational it's something that is going to help you understand or even investigate a little bit more into cbd and how it's being advertised in your community and with your clients and the dangers of them taking this stuff and how it can destroy lives if they're not aware of this that they can come back positive on a drug test taking CBD. They need to understand this. Like I said, I'm going to have links to these articles in the show notes. So please look at those show notes and take a look at them. I do have a PowerPoint presentation that I'm currently using right now. I am not currently sharing it right now. Now the reason for that is because I'm going to do a webinar with it. I want to try and get the word out as far and as wide as I can. And I feel the best way in doing that is by doing a webinar. So please watch for an advertisement for that, where you're going to be able to sign up for that and to be able to attend that webinar. And it's going to be the same presentation that I'm currently giving in our um, workplaces right now for employers that have concerns where this stuff has been popping up left and right. Hopefully it's going to give you something to think about and something to take back to your employers and to your clients to help them in determining what sort of stance they should take in their workplace regarding CBD. Until next week, remember, it's your vision, it's your dream, and it's your business. Take care. <music>